Hello, friend. Thank you so very much for listening to the broadcast today. This week, we're taking a pause from our normally scheduled programming because I'd like to reintroduce to you our founder, Dr. Paul Levine. He's going to preach for us all this week, Monday through Friday, a powerful message entitled, The Demand of Discipleship. You see, Jesus Christ, those of us that have taken his name, those of us that claim to be Christians, the saved, the people of the book, the Bible, we have a demand of discipleship. We are supposed to be disciples of Jesus Christ. He's going to begin the message in just a few moments, and I'll come back with a few closing statements at the conclusion of the broadcast today. Let me ask you, Tune your ears, just like the hundreds of young people at the Bill Rice Ranch that listened to this message some decades ago. Listen now with all your heart. This is Dr. Paul Levine preaching the demand of discipleship. Open your Bibles, please, to Mark chapter 10. While you're doing that, I got in on an explosion this afternoon. I hung around that last girls' ball game. It was such a close game, and I wanted to see who was going to win, and I was going to see, what I wanted to see what was going to happen when the game was over. No matter which side won, I knew Bennett would pick up. And uh, so that girl was on third base, and then this other gal came up and got a hit, which brought the girl in from third and won the game. I was right in the middle of an atomic explosion. <laughs> I was there's a bunch of girls around me, and you never saw it, just jumping and squealing and hollering and yelling. It was beautiful. I loved it. Okay. Mark chapter 10. And in verse 33, we read, well, well, let's begin last part of verse 32. He took again the 12, Jesus, it means, he took again the 12 and began to tell them what things should happen unto him, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall, de- and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. These are the words of the Lord Jesus. Whenever he spoke of his death, he always also spoke of his resurrection. Now, let's all stand while we read another verse. This time, Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 22. The Lord Jesus says, The Son of Man, referring to himself, must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be slain, and be raised the third day. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me. Now if we come after him, then it means that uh, we'll have to share what, what he's going to suffer. So if we come after him, it means that we'll have to suffer many things. Verse 22. And be rejected. And learn something about death and the resurrection. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same or that person shall save it. For what is a man advantaged 
if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Dear Lord, we come to thee tonight as needy creatures, knowing that without thy blessing upon this service, it'll all be in vain. Without thee, we know we can do nothing. We come asking as earnestly as we know how thy blessing upon thy word as it's preached. Dear Lord, make it easy to preach again tonight. Help me to know what to say, how to say it. Say the right thing. Say it in the right way. Lord, may the young people listen to thy voice tonight. May we hear from thee tonight. May these young folks hear thy voice and respond to thy call. Thank you for all who have already made decisions. But may there be many more who be wise enough to say, this is my night. This is the night I'm not going to let go by without making the decision I should make. And give us some real victories for thy glory. We pray for thy sake, dear Lord, and for the sake of these young folks in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> now, what we're reading about here, young people, is, <clears throat> to, is discipleship, being a disciple or a follower of the Lord. A disciple is somebody who listens to a leader, listens to somebody else, and they learn from that person, and then they decide to follow that person and give that person everything they have and give their undying and undivided loyalty to that person. Now, how many remember a few years ago a fellow by the name of Jim Jones? Jim Jones. Remember Jim Jones? Just a few of you do. Well, a few of you do. Jim Jones started out, some folks thought he was a preacher of the gospel, but he fooled people. But he got some disciples and some folks began to listen to Jim Jones. Then they began to learn from Jim Jones. Then they began to follow Jim Jones. Then they gave Jim Jones everything they had. Gave him his money, their money, left their friends, left their relatives, left their jobs, left everything, and forsook everything and followed Jim Jones. And eventually they followed him all the way to South America and died a horrible death just by following Jim Jones. Now, when they listened to Jim Jones and believed what he told them and gave Jim Jones everything they had and followed him all the way to South America and followed him into death, you know what they were practicing? Discipleship. See, that's discipleship. That's practicing discipleship uh, with the wrong leader, of course. Now, the Lord said in these two passages, I'm going up to Jerusalem and they're going to spit my face and they're going to scourge my back and uh, they're going to persecute me, and they're going to kill me. And he says, that's where we're going. Now he says, I want you to follow me. And notice in verse 22 of this last passage, uh, Luke 9, look at verse 22 again, underline these words. The Son of Man shall suffer. That's the first word. Suffer many things and be rejected. That's the second word. Rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain. That's the third word, underline. And be raised. The raised is the fourth word. He's going to suffer, going to be rejected, going to be slain, and he is going to be raised the third day. Now look, young folks, uh, what the Lord wants you to do now is to be a real follower of his. Not just get saved and forget it, but decide that you're going to follow the Lord and be a real disciple of his. And we are told to make disciples. That's what we're trying to do here this week in the camp. When the Lord Jesus said, go and make this, uh, go and teach all nations, what, do you, what, what it really means is go and make disciples of all nations. 
And, and he wants you to be a follower of his, not just get saved, but then to follow. And when you get saved, you become a disciple of the Lord. And now what he wants is a real good discipleship. Now notice, what's the first thing? He says in verse 22, the son of man must suffer many things. You know what that means? That not only means that when he went toward Jerusalem, where he knew he was going to suffer, not only means that, but it also means that if you follow him, you're going to have to suffer. Now, he lays it right on the line. He doesn't fool around about this. He doesn't tell you it's going to be all joy bells and peaches and cream and you're going to get a new Cadillac every year and you're going to get Miss America for a, uh, for a wife and uh, you're going to get a new Cadillac every six months. No, sir. He says, I'm going out to suffer. I want you to follow me. And that means that maybe you're going to suffer too. You know what they said about the Lord? You know, he was the most lied about, misunderstood, and persecuted, and hounded men ever lived. You know what they said about him in, in Matthew eleven nineteen? They said he was a glutton and a wine bibber. means he'd, he, he would drink wine. In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 20, the Bible says, don't be with wine bibbers. If you see a guy who drinks wine over here and he's getting drunk on wine, stay away from him. Now, they said he was a wine bibber. And well, you know what that means? That means stay away from him. He's a wine bibber. And I can imagine the mother saying to their little kids, and they whisper, and Jesus would be coming walking by, and the mothers would call her little kids off. See that man over there? Yeah, he's a glutton. See that man over there? He's a wine bibber. You stay away from him. And that's the way they talked about him. All he ever did was good. Never did anybody any harm, but they, they lied about him. And you know what they said about him? And in, in, in the third chapter of Mark, they said that he had an unclean spirit. That means they said he had a demon. And imagine the teenagers. They'd see the Lord Jesus walk by. One teenager said to the other, you know about, something about that fellow right over there? Yeah, what? Well, he's got a devil in him. He's got a demon in him. And he's a glutton. And he's a wine bibber. That's the way they talked about him. Now look, in John chapter 15, the Lord Jesus said, if the world hate you, you just remember something, the world hated me before it hated you. And then he said, if you're of the world, the world will love his own. But you're not of the world, because I've chosen you out of the world, and therefore the world hateth you. Now, the Lord Jesus suffered the hatred of this world, and if you follow him like you should follow him, you may also suffer some of the hatred of this world. That's what he's saying. Now, let me ask you this question. Would you say tonight, I'll be willing to follow the Lord Jesus even if this old world hates me? You know, this old world looks pretty nice to people. And that old gang back home and that crowd back home that you have to go back down and face, they're of this world. And uh, you uh, are you going to take a stand for Jesus Christ so that they'll, maybe they'll think you're crazy? And maybe they'll start to hate you. Would you follow the Lord if you knew it meant that? In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, Paul said that... Uh, uh, if any man will, that means he, it's an act of his will, he'll decide that he's going to do this. If any man will live godly in Christ Jesus, he shall suffer persecution. Now, a lot of you kids go to uh, the state schools. And if you'd carry a Bible or New Testament to school, and if you'd bow your head and pray when you eat your lunch, what would the rest of those kids say? What would they do? Some of them would hate you for it. They'd laugh at you. They'd ridicule you. They'd make fun of you. That's what the Lord said is going to happen. He said, I'm going to suffer. And he suffered the hate of this world. And he said, the world hated, you, hated me before it hated you. Philippians chapter 119, Paul said, we not only have the privilege to believe on Jesus Christ, but to suffer for his sake. So just remember something. Look, if you have to suffer the hate of this world, in order to do the will of God and in order to follow the Lord Jesus, just remember that they hated him too. Now, he not only suffered the hate of this world, but he, sometimes he suffered loneliness. And, you know, he left glory. 
And he came down to this world and he had no home of his own. And in, the, in, in John 7, 53, that's the last verse of John 7. The Bible says every man went to his own house. And the very next verse, the first chapter of the next verse says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. You see, he didn't have any home where he could go. Now, if you do the will of God and you follow the Lord like he wants you to follow him, you may know something about loneliness and suffer the suffering of loneliness and homesickness. What a powerful thought we've heard today. Let me ask you, friend, is your relationship with God worth loneliness with men? Well, we're going to continue this thought tomorrow. Dr. Paul is. He's going to give a personal anecdote, an illustration as we begin the broadcast tomorrow. I hope you will join us. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast today. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.